So welcome everyone to another episode of Real Richie Podcast. Today I have an awesome guest that's doing some big things and it works out that it's just after International Women's Day too and you're a woman doing great things here in Sudbury and in surrounding cities, so it's pretty cool. Pretty excited to have you, Lynn LeBeau, CEO of Whitewater Investments. Welcome. Yeah, so I'm really excited. I got a list of questions here that I want to ask you about and just get us get a little chat about your journey. So we met two weeks ago now. Three weeks ago? Um, I'm gonna say two weeks. Two weeks, maybe. Th- yeah, maybe two, three. Between, two yeah. and three. Yeah. So at an investment seminar. Yes. Um, now, so I was on the panel and then we talked a little bit after talking about how you and you told me about all your investments. And I was like, wow. So where did you get started? Wait, how many? How many do you have right now? Okay, so that I'm holding, I've got 68 doors. 68 doors. So for those who maybe don't know what doors are, so there's units and then each unit has a fourplex, we'll have four doors, so four units. So you have 68 u- uh, doors. Yes, correct. So how many how many units is that? Do they have any like huge so, buildings or? Yeah, so well, it goes anywhere from single family dwelling. I've got single family dwellings, I've got duplexes, I've got triplexes, fourplexes, and my biggest one is a sixplex. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> and is that so Sudbury, of course, you have some? Actually, no, I don't have None any in Sudbury. Sudbury? None, none. What? Yeah, no. I I looked around when I started investing. I, I started looking around to see, you know, where I should invest and stuff. And I started in Sudbury looking. And the, the numbers weren't great. And I'm going, okay. So uh, what I was trying to do, I was, I was working for a company that was on the verge of bankruptcy. And... I thought, okay, I've got to replace my six-figure income, and how the heck am I going to do that, right? And so, anyway, light bulb went off at one point when I was driving up to Timmins to, uh, I was going to look at a couple of my properties, just, I, I had two at the time, mm-hmm. and a uh, light bulb went off, and I thought, okay, well, just, you know, just do more of this, right? More real estate. So I started to look um, in Sudbury. I, I took, I went through this program and stuff and whatever, um, and so I started looking in Sudbury, and... Um, but the numbers weren't great. And I thought, okay, there's no way that I can take the bank's money, the little bit of bank's money that I could borrow, uh, cause I had managed to get a credit line and, uh, turn it into a six figure income, um, within like very little time. Right. So that was the whole idea. I was, I was trying to figure out how to replace that income. And so I looked in Sault Ste. Marie, I looked in Sudbury, I looked in Sault Ste. Marie, I looked in North Bay and and then I, and I looked in Timmins and when I crunched the numbers, um, there one city stood out majorly. Um, so, and that, and that was Timmins. And so the cap rates were significantly higher in Timmins than they were anywhere else. Really? What yeah. was number two? Um, they were, they were close to the same too. Okay. Sault Ste. Marie was a little, no, but you know, the three others were typically the same. Really? Okay, yeah. cool. So Timmins was... Cap rate. What kind of cap rates were you looking at? Like- um, so at the time, I was trying to get, uh, I was trying to get ten or better, and so the first couple of properties, um, you know, we I managed to get it close to the ten mark, and then I guess I got better at it. Then I was like, oh no, I don't want ten. I want twelve. I want fifteen. I want, <laughs> you know, I've gotten, you know, just cap rates of probably. Um, like some of them are just infinite really <laughs> so you know some of my returns are infinite because I managed to get, pull all the money out and stuff but I'm, I'm, I'm buying properties I'll give you a couple of examples yeah yeah, yeah yeah so so the one of the first properties that I purchased I bought it for it was it's my sixplex and I purchased that one for forty thousand dollars 
And yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So I bought it for forty, and I put forty thousand into it and got it appraised. It appraised at two thirty five. You know, so these are the types of properties that I look for. Now, this is you know that's not the typical one. Um, there's other ones that I purchased. Um, you know, they had tenants in them, so they I paid say one hundred and twenty thousand for a for a triplex, and didn't do anything really to it but today so this would have been i was i was doing i did 18 deals in 12 months in 2012 13. wow that's crazy so <laughs> you guys hear that 18 deals in 12 months yeah so yeah my, my husband was thinking i fell on my head or you know i was he was saying to everybody that i was addicted to real estate <laughs> so but that sounds I, like it to me but yeah, that's awesome yeah, that's yeah. a huge accomplishment yeah so basically i took a hundred thousand dollars of the bank's money and turned it into all of these deals and um yeah so some of the deals were like i said some of them were had already had tenants in them so it wasn't like the value is going up really fast mm -hmm. but if i take a look at it today i purchased them for 120 i probably owe i don't know maybe 80,000 on it and uh it's worth about 180 190 so you know not bad yeah yeah <laughs> cash out for next yeah. payday yes exactly that's awesome yeah so yeah there's some um, other ones like uh, a single family dwelling i bought for thirty five thousand. i put eight thousand into it and it got appraised at 120. you know so these types of, these are the types of deals i look for so so in to get a fourplex at that price has got to be pretty run down or a sixplex i guess the property values seem to be I don't know Timmins, so they seem to be a lot lower in Timmins as well, like yeah. quite a bit lower. Yeah. So absolutely. what's the population out there? Uh, forty-five thousand. Okay, so a lot lower. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you can get the same property, and that's the thing, right? So you can get when I was looking at properties, um, I can get a say a triplex in Timmins at the time in two thousand twelve thirteen. I was able to get a triplex, say one of those at one twenty. The same property in the worst area of Sudbury would sell for two twenty. Mm hmm. So, um, the, then this, but the rents are the same. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, what? They, they might be $100 off, but they're... I guess, I guess they're, the mining and stuff, the yeah. temporary uh, living residences that they need. Yeah, so you've got contractors going into these, mm. into the, you know, into tenants that need places to Interesting. live. And you've got, um, and now it's um, more so the students from India that are coming in that are going to the college in Timmins. Mm -hmm. And so I've got, I think 10 of my units are rented out to people from India. And so the vacancy rates are super low because you've got all of these people coming in that mm -hmm. need places to live. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. So, so if we're getting a, even a six plus so at 40,000, I feel like, yeah. did you get it in the ghetto area of Timmins? So... Okay, so this one is in Schumacher. Yeah. Um, and so when I bought it, it was full of dealers and drug addicts and all of that. So, you know, so basically, uh, and it was super run down. And so I'm assuming that the person selling just wanted to get rid of it, didn't know how to deal with the issues, right? Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the properties that I'm buying have these types of issues. And so the city loves me because I'm coming in and cleaning it up. And, you know, they're when I go in when they when they know I purchase a property they know that it's going to get cleaned up it's no you know it's going to have it's going to look better it's going to have um better quality they, yeah exactly so they're super pumped when they hear that I'm purchasing another property how do you go about that how do you how do you do this whole reno and how did you how did you use only a thousand hundred thousand and have money for renos and 
So, um, so what happened was, uh, so I took the hundred thousand, and so I started. I purchased them for cash, right? Yeah. Um, and then what I did was I would basically the um, you know you guys everybody's calling it the burr. Um, I yeah. have I have my own <laughs> my own term that so I use. Just really quick for people that are listening, a burr strategy is a very popular in real estate, especially as of late, and it's called buy, renovate, rent, refinance, repeat. Exactly. So, so what do you call it? Because I yeah. know you wrote a book too, which yes. we'll get into as well. That's right. Yes, I wrote a book. So I call it my two-strategy uh, two combo. Two-strategy combo. <laughs> yeah. The burst. Yeah, strategy. yeah. And so, but I hadn't heard about the burst strategy yeah. until after, I was so busy writing my book that I had, didn't have time to read any books. And when I was done, when I was all done and it was out, um, it was after the editor had it and it was out to the... Um, uh, what do you call them? The formatters. And it, so it was going to get formatted and I decided to go online and see what's going on in, you know, in the industry. And so I pick up this book and then I'm reading it and I'm going, holy crap, okay, I just wrote this book about the first strategy and, you know, didn't even know it existed, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. <laughs> so you came up with it pretty much. Mm-hmm. But it already existed. At the same yeah, time. yeah, exactly. It was strange, yeah. It was weird to just, you know, pick up that book and start reading it and go, okay, uh, somebody else has written this already. But, um, but yeah, people can yeah, pick Yeah, for, for young kids, it's a very popular because a, a lot of the books, like you're saying right now, that are written in real estate, they, they have the birth strategy included. So a lot of people that are getting into real estate are reading these books and wanting to start doing that, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's the best, well, in my mind, anyway, there's no way on earth I could have done what I did had I not been using the birth strategy, yeah. right? Or my two strategy combo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, so, so that's. So, what is your. How do, how do you do it? So, how do you do it? So, you bought this sixplex for 40 grand. Yeah. Um, it, well, I, sorry, did you say it was in the ghetto? Yeah. Well, it's, it, it's not in the best area, yeah. but it's not in the worst area. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's fine. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I always look for places that, you know, how you people. Uh, we'll say A, B, C, and D, yep. like different areas. And so A being like your rich area and whatever. South B, and Sabri. Yeah, <laughs> and then B being your middle class, and then C being um, more of the, uh, you know, just, I, I want to say like the... Older. Yeah, older areas, yeah. So yeah. places that have been that were built probably... Like half rentals, half older yeah. homes kind of thing. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. And so, uh, so it's in those types of areas. I don't look for the D area. I don't want the D area because, uh, you know, if there's one crack shack on the road and that's the only crack shack, I'll buy it. No problem. But if there's like uh, 20 crack shacks on the road, you know, on the same street and in that area, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm not going there, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so one thing I always, I tell people is uh, in Sudbury, the other is, oh, well, every city has this area, right? Where yep. there's the lower income. Mm-hmm. Um, and houses sell for a lot cheaper and some people are like, oh, this is going to be revitalized. Mm-hmm. And if that's revitalized, it's got to move somewhere, mm-hmm. right? So where is that new somewhere that it's going to move? So if it's not going to move anywhere else, it's not going to get revitalized as much as people think. Good point. Right? Yes, I totally agree. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, same in Sudbury, me too. There are certain areas where I just wouldn't buy. Yeah. Um, you know, and so that's, so that's basically it. So basically I took, um, so you purchased, I purchased property. Mm-hmm. I rehabbed it. I, so some of them are difficult because sometimes it could be hard to get these people out of these properties. Uh, the last one that I just did. I How do you pre- get them out? Cause I know you allowed one for personal use. But even at that, if you're doing the one for personal use, you actually have to live in it yeah. for the next 12 months now with the new rules. Yeah. And 
you know, that's, I'm not going to be living in one of those places for 12 months. Um, so, so how, how did you do it? How did you get around that? Yeah. So back then, um, you know, there was, we, we basically pushed them out, right? So we would call the cops all the time and, you know, just let the cops know that this is going on. It's a crack shack. You know, we've, we need these people out of there. And so um, we put some systems on, in one, on one of the places. We put um, a video where you can actually talk. And so every time we would monitor and every time somebody would go to buy some drugs, we would just say, like the person would yell out you know, like on the phone so that uh, through the speaker, they would hear, we're calling the cops, get out of there. So anyway, so after a while, well, we kind of ruined the person's business and therefore they had to move, right? So that was one of the ways wow. that we got somebody out. <laughs> Yeah. But how much work was that? I feel like you had to be watching your monitor all well, the time. It's, well, it's not me. It's my property manager. Oh, okay, so, okay. Yeah, I've got, I have employees that work for me. So I started my own property management company yeah, in Timmins yeah. to deal, we only deal with my properties or those where I have somewhat of an investment in. Mm-hmm. So uh, if I own 50% of it or something, if I have a partner, then I'll, we'll manage those, but we only manage ours. Um, and awesome. yeah, so that's, so the property manager would keep an eye on her phone and, you know, if somebody, if she saw somebody going in there, she would just, <laughs> you know, scare them off. Right. And so after hmm. a while, nobody was coming over. How, how did you structure your partnerships? My partnerships? So I've got, if you don't mind talking no, about no, it, yeah. it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an open book. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's super interesting. Well, we'll get yeah. to your open book. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully people will open later. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, so yeah, the partnerships are structured. Um, the first two I didn't do quite right. I didn't really know how to structure mm-hmm. them. And uh, anyway, so uh, the first two that I did, is they're, they're all 50-50. But the first two, what we did is I qualified, we both qualified for the mortgages. So both names were on the mortgage. Mm-hmm. Um, and they came up with the cash, right, for the down and the closing costs and everything else. So it was their cash all in. And what we did was um, we went 50-50, got the mortgages, and um, that's basically it. We've got, so none of my money in for those. Okay, and what was, so if they had the money putting in, what did you have putting in? The management? So um, I I just structured the deal. Okay, I so you organized and set up yeah, the deal. Yeah, so we paid my, yeah, we, we, the property management company, so the, uh, the corporation, they're incorporated, and so the corporations where I've got partnerships pays ten percent to my property management company. Okay. So yeah, so basically I pay five percent, you know, so my fifty. So yeah, yeah. That's basically how we've done it. Okay. Um, so I did those two like that, and then when it came to my third uh, partnership, uh, well, actually one of them is just flips, so that one's just his money all in, and we just split the profits 50-50 afterwards, and then the fourth partner that I have. What we did was we structured it where she has to qualify for the mortgage in addition to putting the cash in. Mm-hmm. So my name is not even on the mortgage, nowhere near it. And um, because I've got too many properties and it's getting difficult to qualify unless we go with some commercial route or, you know, there's different reasons. Are you incorporated yet? Yes, I've got, yeah. uh, yes, I've got five different corporations, one for the property management company, yeah. one for the properties where I hold just myself yeah. with my husband. And then I've got uh, three other corporations that I have with different partners. Cool, cool. Yeah. So you, you open up one up for each partnership. That's what I've been doing, yes. Nice. Yeah. Hey, I got a meeting with the accountant Thursday to talk about incorporating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, how many properties do you have now? I have three. 
for coming up soon. Okay, and you're planning to grow it? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I figured. Yeah, and so yeah, you can do. I'm actually I'm a I'm a CPA slash CA. Wow. But um, I don't. I haven't done any of that. Oops, sorry about that. That's okay. I haven't done any of that. Uh, I haven't done any accounting in, in years and years. So it's been like I think it was 2004. Yeah, it was 2004 when I stopped working for KPMG and uh, went off to as in executive positions in different places. So um, doing massive turnarounds of organizations and stuff like that. So um, yeah, so that's um, that's a lot. That's a long time ago. But uh, there is a Section 85 rollover that you can do, and what that t- basically what that does is you take your property. And you put it into the corporation, tax-free. Like there's no tax consequences mm-hmm. or anything like that. But there is, you do have to pay the land transfer tax. Yeah. So there is yeah. a cost to it. So anybody who's thinking of going into real estate and wanting to go big and wanting some protection with regards to, because that's what basically what the mm-hmm. corporation mm-hmm. does, right? Um, you know, if you're going to stay small, there's no point in incorporating because you're not going to have any advantages. Yeah, exactly. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're planning to go big, you don't want to get sued and lose what you've got yeah. and whatever, right? So if, just, yeah, it's protection for you. That's awesome. <laughs> so you said uh, you got into, before jumping right into real estate, you did some coaching, right? You got coached. Yes. And now now you're offering the coaching service as well. Absolutely. So for people who are interested. Absolutely, yes, um, I am. But how did that coach, coaching help you Skype? Because 18 deals in 12 months, <laughs> that's nuts. So obviously the coaching helped. Yes. So what, did, what was like the main takeaway or and what was yeah. your experience with the coaching? Because I know a lot of people, it's a big investment, yep. right? People are scared of that big investment, but ultimately, obviously for you, it way paid off. Absolutely, yeah. So I'm, yes. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, you're super happy you did it. <laughs> I'm super happy I did it, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. So basically what I did, because when I started, I had I had dabbled, I was trying to help an old friend from high school get back on his feet and stuff. So so um, I gave him a job. He's looking to purchase a property and he, and that's how basically I got into the real estate. He, mm. uh, he, he would call me up every so often um, with different business ideas and stuff and he would ask me for some business advice. And he had gone, I left Timmins. I, I, I was born and raised in Timmins, by the okay, way. So okay, that's, okay. yeah. That's where it, yeah. yeah. That's why you, another reason you feel comfortable investing there. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, so he would call me every once in a while asking for business advice. But back in the day when I left Timmins, he was managing a bar and he got into some really bad, rough stuff. And so every time he would call me, I kept hoping that, one of these days he would find something that would get him back on track to a normal life. And so what, when he called me this time, he called me up with, he says, you know, there's this deal and I'm thinking of buying it, but I don't have any money. I'm going to do it with somebody else. And I asked him, I said, well, how well do you know this other person? And he says, you know, I know, you know, somewhat. And well, what kind of person is he? And he says, well, he's kind of sketchy. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, cause you know, these are the people you hang with. Right. And so uh, yeah. So then Straight I, up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. And so I asked him, um, I said, well, okay, well, why aren't you asking me after I had a couple of glasses of wine yeah, on yeah. a Friday or Saturday night or whatever it was. And anyways, so yeah, he says, you would do that. I'm like, well, maybe, you know, you never know. So anyways, so the Monday morning I would go up and I check it out and I said, well, okay, so here's the deal. You know, you stay on the straight and narrow. I will purchase the property. I'll put it under my name. Uh, I will give you 50% of the profits. You do the repairs. You take care of the stuff, you know, take care of everything. And, you know, that's what you're going to get for it. You're going to get 50% of my after-tax dollar. And he's like, wow, okay, that's cool. But I said, one wrong move, you're done. 
so I said something under my name for a reason because I need to protect myself. I cannot be associated to you with the stuff that you do. Mm-hmm. So anyways, he, uh, so I was trying to give him a job to get him. So, so, so technically you took the opposite advices you gave him. <laughs> you told him to not go with his sketchy friend and well, he went with your sketchy friend. I know, but I was trying to get him. <laughs> I know, you're I know, right. Okay. Yeah, that's I'm funny. Yeah. But you protected yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. I protected myself. That's right. So so that's what we did. And he, um, so we, we purchased the first one. So we bought it for $49,000. And then what we did was, uh, you know, he fixed it up. So, so he had no issues dealing with these drug addicts and whatever else he was used to like running this bar and having all these people types of people in there and stuff so it was like okay if you can do it then go for it so that's what we did then a year later we bought the second one and um not long after uh i saw his name in the news and i thought oh my gosh you gotta be kidding me so over illegal cigarettes Oh. He lost his half of everything over illegal cigarettes. I thought, wow, that's so you had a contract written up, I guess, stating all this, or is it just like a... no? It was just, it was verbal. Verbal, was, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like he knew. He knew. He knew. Okay. So I went to Timmins, and anyways, I thought, okay, you've got to be kidding. And anyway, so he knew that was the deal, and he knew he was he had done wrong. And um, anyway, so you know, so now we're so this was in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. We bought the first two. And then 2012, I was going to check up on, I had hired a property manager to manage my properties and stuff. And then, uh, so 2012, uh, I figured out, okay, I'm going all in. I'm going to replace my income. This is how I'm going to do it. Cause I've got these two properties. We, this was easy enough to do. And I thought, okay, just do more of this. Right. And so 2012, 13, so then I thought, well, okay, I don't know what I don't know. So what the heck am I going to do? And so, <laughs> so I figured, well, okay. So I started, um, I got home. Actually, my parents were living us up with us at the time. That's a, another story. But anyway, yeah. So my mom shows me this postcard. And she's like, why would somebody send me that? And it was a postcard for a free seminar on real estate. And I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. So I'm like, I'll take that. I'll go to this free seminar. So anyways, I show up there. And um, it was, that one was um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And uh, they were offering a seminar and stuff. And I love so, that book. Yeah, me too. Oh, Robert Kiyosaki for those of you. Oh, that's listening. absolutely. That is totally actually. Oh, you know what? I had I purchased the Rich Dad Poor Dad book. Okay, so it's the first book I bought that had anything to do with real estate, and it said, "Go to seminars," and yeah. I'm going, "Where am I going to find a seminar?" And like, where the heck am I going to find a seminar? And so this, but I don't know. Maybe a few days later, because I went to check, I went to Timmins, I came back, and this is when my mom gave me the card, and I thought, wow, what a coincidence, right? So I go to this thing, and then of course it's free seminar, and then they're selling something else after. Mm-hmm. So I purchased the other thing for two hundred bucks for the next whatever it was going to be, Weekend, uh, yeah, something like yeah. that. And but then that was going to be like three months later, and I'm going, I don't have time. And then all of a sudden I found out about this other program that was, you know, another one that was coming to town. And so I went to that one. Well, that one, they were offering another weekend thing, but it was $2,000. And so I paid the $2,000 because it was much sooner than the rich dad one. And so I paid my $2,000 and then I go there. Well, okay, that's just like, it was a thing to get you to buy the next thing, right? Because, okay, I got a couple of nuggets, but nothing near what I needed to be able to be comfortable investing in real estate and really going all in so 
I thought, okay, so I go to this thing and I'm going, oh my gosh, this is 40. Did, did they did they do the whole, you can increase your credit card limit before they started? They totally they, okay, did. I went to the, a similar, similar one. Yes, I was yes. like, wow, these are cool tips. Oh, it's going <laughs> to lower, it's going to increase my credit rating? Cool. Not that I need to, but it's, and then so I did it all, right? Increased my credit limit. And then yeah. at the end, I'm like, ah. That's, ah. yes, exactly. <laughs> you you want a big chunk of money from me. <laughs> that's exactly what they do. They yeah. are correct. Okay, sorry, I didn't interrupt. No, no, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so then so then the next level was $40,000, and I'm going, oh, my oh. gosh, $40,000. I'm going, but I, I need to know what I don't know. And I, I'm going, okay, do I spend $40,000 on this? So, anyways, I decided, yeah, I'm going to pay $40,000. I, I had a credit line. I used my credit line for my for the $40,000. Didn't tell my husband, which he does, still doesn't know how much I paid for it. He's going to kill me. When he, oh. he, he's going to kill me when he reads my book. But <laughs> I didn't let him read the book yet. Anyway. <laughs> so. You are crazy, but in a good way. In a good way. That's awesome that you did that. Yeah. And I chickened out on buying that course yeah, for yeah. sure. So, but I, I thought, okay, I spent... I spent three years, I did. I crammed the yeah. four, four years of the commerce program into three. So I spent three years, you know, you know, lower salary and, you know, I was working part-time or whatever. But um, so the $40,000 was no different than me going to university. I, I totally agree. Right? I would have rather paid yeah. for that. Well, me too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's how I justified it in my own mind was, okay, yeah. yeah so if I'm going to, so if I'm going to convert hundred thousand dollars of the bank's money into a hundred thousand dollars a year in cash flow then i better do something you know i better invest right and i have to do it quick because the company it was probably had about a year before it would go bankrupt and so uh anyway so yeah we ended up um i i took the course i took the program and i went to three days they called it boots on the ground where they showed you they went around to different places. You went to see properties with them. You went to see, um, they showed you how to crunch numbers. They showed you, they brought you to Lowe's. They showed you what they would buy at Lowe's. Like, you know, if they were, they told you what they would do if they would flip a property. They told you what they would do if they were to, um, to buy and hold. And, you know, because it was different strategies, yeah. different things, right? So, so they showed us all of that. And the lady that was actually putting on uh, one of the two coaches, um, she used to be a piano teacher and she was in her sixties and she had just started in real estate a couple of years prior. And I'm going, okay, well, if she can do this, I should be able to do it. Right. And so that's what basically what happened is, uh, so I went there and then after that, I just went all in and I thought, boom, boom, boom. And I just closed my 18 deals in 12 months. So, I <laughs> so yeah, so that's basically, so the coaching, if I hadn't done the coaching, I might've done another one. Who knows, mm-hmm. right? And I've been scared, and you know, but that just gave me. Is that the main thing? Is it gave you tons of confidence? Yeah, totally, absolutely. And obviously, they taught you a lot, but yeah, all yeah, that they, you learned is what gave you all that confidence to jump into it right that's, away. That's right, exactly. And so, yeah, I had total confidence after that, and I was like, okay, I'm on my way. And uh, and then so I set up some systems. I was okay. So at this point. Um, they had, where I was working, they had, the CEO was gone now at this point, the board of directors had finally made a decision. And so this was a large organization that was across Canada and with, you know, just, I think it had 50 some odd, uh, sites across Canada. And so I was in the middle of, uh, they had put me in charge of the, um, of the operational turnaround. And so I was going across Canada 
during this 12 months that we're talking about closing like turning doing the turnaround of all of these different sites and so I had tried to, I had to try to figure out well how the heck am I going to do all of this from a distance I'm not even I don't even live in Timmins and I'm on the road and I'm working 80 to 100 hours a week trying to get this turnaround done um, and so, and the company didn't go under, by the way. And so it was, oh, it <laughs> no, it didn't go under. We met. So you we, turned it around. We turned yeah. it around. Yeah. Wow. So, so yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. It was, um, but yeah, so throughout all of this, I'm, so I, I set up systems so that I can get, um, flagged whenever somebody would, um, whenever there'd be something new on the market and all of that. And we set it up so that it would have a different ringtone. It was on my Blackberry at the time. It was a different ringtone. Ooh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, it was so different ringtone when, when it was an actual real estate deal, right? When it was coming from my agent. And so it was, yeah. So as soon as this would come in, no matter what, my laptop was always open with on my spreadsheet page. And so as soon as I would get it, I, I, would, I would look at it and go, okay, you know, I want, I want more details. So I would just send off a, uh, a quick message, details please, that's it. And that's all it said. And so my agent knew exactly what I wanted. She would send me all the details. I would put the numbers into the spreadsheet and figure out what the cap rate was. And it was either a year or an eight. And um, from there, if I, said, if, I, if I said yes, it was put in the offer. Um, so I would tell her how much. I would just send an email back just saying, you know, 50K, you know, and then closing, da, 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 closing date to this date. And so she would put the offer together. She would get it back to me. And it was always a blind offer because I never, I, I didn't go, I didn't go see the properties beforehand. Would you put a condition in there? Saying, oh, totally. Based on obviously the conditions, like the main ones, but you'd also put conditional upon seeing the property? A conditional upon inspection. And so I was going there to. for the inspection. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you wouldn't add an extra one saying conditional upon viewing. So they didn't know you didn't view it. No. Okay. Yeah. Would, you, would your agent go through and take a look for you? So what happened, not before the offer, because I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to burn her out. And so, because we were doing, we were putting a lot of offers, right? Yeah. And Man, she's lucky to have you. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. 18 deals. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, yeah. She sent me a nice Christmas basket. I bet. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We, so they were all on market deals too? Uh, most? Most of them were, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so, yeah, and that, but that's the trick, right? So, um, having, getting those, um, okay, because they're, most of them were tenanted, right? Mm-hmm. And so you've got to give the 24 hour notice to the tenants to be able to go view. And therefore I would always put in the irrevocable within that 24 hours, right? So, so it I... just got on the market, boom, right? And you've got, so within minutes, I know if I'm putting in an offer, and my, my real estate agent stopped whatever she was doing. When like even if she was with another <laughs> with somebody else, she would say, Okay, it's gotta do this, and she would do whatever she had to do to get me that information like right away. And uh anyway, so she would send me the information, like I said earlier, and I would crunch and then we'd put in the offer, it'd be twenty four hour irrevocable, and therefore people had to make a decision. So I knew that, you know, it was a good deal, but nobody else got to see it. So after so many deals, like people other real estate agents were getting really upset with her and they're like well how are you getting all these deals and how, how how's your person getting all these deals? you're doing something illegal and we're like we're not <laughs> you know and so you just have the confidence to go for it yeah exactly i mean what's the worst case i mean you just say oh you know i'm not signing off on my conditions right yeah. that's it and so depending what the um depending on whether i needed financing or if i you know so, so i if i needed financing on it because it was a, a bigger 
like a, a property where I wasn't going to do the burr strategy or my, I keep saying the bourbon because yeah, I'm yeah. used to saying it now, the, but, the but my, my, uh, my two strategy two combo. Sh- yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if I'm not, if I'm not doing the two strategy combo, I'm not paying cash for it. Yeah. Um, if, you know, so some of those I needed financing, so I'd put the financing clause on it. Um, and I would put for sure, for sure, no matter what, the inspection. Yeah. Right. So that was my out is my inspection. And so uh, there's only one time I didn't go and personally do the inspection. And it's the only property that I hold. I still hold. I still make money on it. But it's the only property that I, I, I don't think I would have bought it had I actually gone to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of regret having you know, not having yeah. gone to that one is giving me uh it's giving me a lot of headaches along uh, the, along the way so. how many ha- did you back out of so you made you did 18 deals yeah how many did you put offers on that didn't work out not very many no no the um no i'm trying to think maybe um well i shouldn't okay hold on we're gonna back cut up a bit yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah i've got because my real estate and uh, my real estate agent, what she would do once we got an accepted offer, she would go and see it. With she would go and for the most part, she would go with my property manager and uh, and then they would go in and they would just make a decision, you know, a year name, right? And then from there, if if it was yes, then only then would I go. So we got so we backed out of a number of them, probably. I'd say we backed out of probably about 25% if I have to, not even actually. No, I'm trying to think how many checks I wrote that I, that they gave back. They probably, I'm going to say five. You know, that's, I think it's only five. Like so, ever? Yeah. Yeah. I think wow. there's only five that we didn't do. So. It's a good lesson for people that look and invest. <laughs> you, you can find an opportunity out of almost like. I know it's different cap rates in Sudbury as well, but most of the rentals that hit the market, they just have the confidence to start and buy it and just get started. Yeah. Because most of them are cash flowing. Yeah. Right? So it's just jumping into it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right Absolutely. You just got to get in. And, you know, you don't have to. Like, for me, it was all about trying to get to my six figures. Yeah. Um, which turned into a few million dollars in equity, which, you know, it, which is why I wrote the book and yeah exactly that's right exactly and uh but the big thing for me was it was interesting because um once i figured out that i was still gonna have a job (laughs) so because we turned around the organization right Mm -hmm. and so now the fire went out right i did all these 18 deals in 12 months because i was you know i'm gonna crop my pants are going oh my god what am i gonna do and uh my husband the big thing was I couldn't find a job at my level within in Timmins. It, it would be hard to find. We had just built a house on the lake, uh, and my husband wasn't willing to relocate. So that would mean that I was already traveling for work. I would leave on Monday mornings, come home Friday nights, and then I'd work the whole weekend. On your deals. <laughs> well, no, no, I would even work like weekends. I would work, you know, oh. um, I'd get up at, you know, I'd start working at 8 30, 9 o'clock in the morning, and then by 4 o'clock, my husband would be like, get your butt outside because we were outdoorsy and yeah, stuff and yeah. um he's like okay get some fresh air and get your butt outside so anyways yeah so that's what i was doing and like yes i was doing the real estate at the same time within that time frame but so, um, yeah. yeah so i had to so what happened was he uh so he wasn't willing and then if i had to find a job at that level in either toronto or ottawa or something i'd have to leave on sunday to be at work for monday 
and then come home after work on Friday and I'm going, oh my gosh, that leaves me Saturday at home, right? Yeah. So yeah, so I had to figure this out. And But what happened is that once we turned the organization around, they ended up, uh, you know, the fire was gone, right? I don't, I don't have to do any of this anymore. You know, like, I mean, they still wanted to do some, but it was just kind of... Less know? pressure. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. And so... Just more for fun at that point. Yeah, exactly. And so then I left that job. I went somewhere else and <laughs> to another organization. And what a horror story that was. But I thought, okay, we're not doing this. And so um, a few months in, I'm like, okay, this is this isn't cool and it's not worth my headaches. But luckily for me, I had all of the real estate. Right, I could just say, hmm, you know what, um, I'm done with this, and we'll see you later. So. Power of negotiation. <laughs> so yeah, so that's what I did. Is so I, I was able to leave my job, right? So otherwise, I would have been stuck in a job that I absolutely hated. So that was pretty cool. But uh, anyway, so yeah, so now at this point, um, now I've been doing this full time for. I, I also do. I also do consulting, mm-hmm. business consulting. So I can't really say that I do it absolutely full time, but uh, you know, so in between uh, some of my clients and stuff and yeah, so I do the consulting and then, um, and then, but the business consulting is really tough. It's tough to get somebody to realize that they need you until they can't afford you. Right. (laughs) So, um, yeah. It makes sense because you spend a lot of time working in your business. And you need someone to work on your business or help you skip, like you said, mm-hmm. a coach, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That was probably the best investment you've made in your life yeah. in terms of your professional real estate career. That's right. And that's basically what hiring a consultant is, is hiring a yeah. coach for your business. That's right. Exactly. And it's also a, a kind of an ego thing, <laughs> yeah. right? For sure. Yeah. Oh, I know what I'm doing. I don't need a coach, right? Yeah. Well, I just, I just hired my first coach for real estate, like as a real estate agent. Okay. Oh, so cool. I'm going. I just just started. Um, I was on vacation, so now I'm just getting yeah. into it. So I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah, for sure. I've hired coaches like right through. I've always a coach buys you speed. Yeah. Right? So I mean, I can try to figure this stuff out, or I can pay somebody else who's done it and um, to show me how it's done and get me there. And so that's like right now, for example, I'm looking to get to the next level. Well, I've. I spoke with a potential coach and he's at the hundred million dollar mark. And so I'm like, okay, how do, can you teach me how to get there? And so he, he says he doesn't usually do the coaching anymore. He did. Um, but then he was, we were chatting and he heard about my book and he heard that I was putting an online course together and that I was starting to do some coaching and, um, and how many deals I did in, you know, my, 18 deals in 12 months and you know he heard about all this stuff and um and that i'm still buying now and so he said you know what i'll i'll coach you and so i said okay how much <laughs> so um so my that coach is going to cost me 3500 dollars a month oh yeah so but that's he's gonna if he's gonna get me to the million you know to the hundred million dollar mark what the heck right yeah so it's totally worth it he's gonna buy me speed and so 100 percent. yeah and, and that's so, still, that's what, how many is that? That's 10, that's about a year's worth. And you, how much did you pay for your 40 grand? How much did you get? One weekend? 
So what, yeah, so my forty grand. I know, that's I know. Pretty good value. Yeah. That's pretty good value. It, it is to totally. get to two million versus a hundred million for the same price. Yeah, exactly. Over a, a stretch of time. Yeah, okay. exactly. That's that's what I. That's how I look at it, right? Good for you. And so yeah, so this is what I'm going to be doing. So now I'm putting together my my online course now. Yeah, yeah. So um, so I need Project, to be projects. I know. So I need to be focused on that. So I, I just I told them, okay, let me just finish this, and then we'll get the coaching started mm-hmm. to get so. So all of my all of my coaching clients are pretty fortunate because they are going to get to so they're going to get to their first million right and but then after that they're going to I'm learning from this guy so I'm going to be able to teach them how to get to their hundred million yeah right so because I'm going to be learning this along the way and so so that's kind of I, I'm thinking that's pretty cool that's awesome yeah. So we're, we'll, we'll cut it off soon there. This is super interesting. I think a lot of great insight even for me as uh, trying to get on your level of investing. Um, what's the name of your book? So it's if called... people want to reach you for coaching too, sorry. Yeah, no, no, that's okay. Yeah, for sure. So the name of the book is No Money, No Problem. Make Your First Million Dollars with Real Estate. Yeah. The secres to my millionaire. I'm telling. Oh my gosh. That's the whole name of your book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, the title. Yeah, I know. The, yeah, my editor helped me with it, and I'm going, okay. What the heck's the other section? Yeah, the secrets to my millionaire method revealed. So it's no money, no problem. Make your first million dollars with real estate, and then there's a subtitle. So okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, it's um. So that's available on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, you can go to Amazon.ca and find it there or amazon.com it's there's the kindle version there's the paperback version which uh, here's a funny one i i don't even have my paperback version yet because it took three weeks it just got in today so my husband's got it he picked up the mail and it took three weeks because they had to send it from the states to here so that uh, so that i can get the author's price <laughs> so anyways that was pretty crazy oh, man. but yeah so people have my book in their hands and i don't have mine yet <laughs> But yeah, so there's so you can get the book there, um, you, or you can look up if you just look for books. You put can put my name in. It's uh, spelled L Y N, and last name Lebeau, L E B as in Bob E A U, and if you look it up, my book will come up. Um, and for the coaching, um, is then you can reach me at book at lynnlebeau.com. So it's book B O O K at L Y N L E B as in Bob E A U dot com. Perfect. And you have, you have all your social medias as well? Yeah. So I've got a Facebook page yeah. going on. Um, and so there's not a whole lot of people on there yet because my book was just like my yeah. book. Yeah. We just launched it. And so as people read the book, there's um, actually there's free gifts in there. So all my spreadsheets that I use, the conditions that I put into my offers is in there for free. You can get uh, my application form that I have my tenants do. So all of this stuff is uh, anybody who's purchasing the book. Uh, they can go to free wow. gifts at lynnlebeau.com and get the gifts. And you've got, so if you're listening now, you know how to get the free gift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of extra resources in there for people so that they can get started. That's amazing, Lynn. Thank you. Well, I really appreciate you coming in. This was awesome. Great insight. And it was cool to hear your story, um, especially, like I said, after uh, International Women's Day. So bringing a strong woman in here so (laughs) doing a lot of good things thanks again hey thanks for having me no problem so um you heard lynn's book go get it if you want to read uh read it um can you get on audible too 
I didn't do the audible yet. Oh, they yeah? told me I should do it with okay. my own voice. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if Another you like project for the future, yeah, I know for <laughs> sure. Yeah. And if you enjoy the book, please feel free to leave a review. That's that would be very helpful. Too. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. So leave a comment, review uh, five stars if you have if it gave you any insight. Um, for my podcast too, like us creating this content, it takes a lot of work and time and effort. We love doing it, but it really, really helps us to get that feedback and those uh, comments and those those five star reviews. So. That'd be awesome and share with family and friends. And thanks for listening once again. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you.